Guess what time it is? It's Spritz O'Clock. Good afternoon, girlies, and welcome back to the Spritz O'Clock podcast. My name is Amanda, and normally I co-host this podcast with my best friend Reeves, but this week we are doing a solo episode. That is right. It is just me. I'm flying solo. Reeves is currently out of town, and honestly, we were planning to record an episode last week, and then I randomly had this crazy fainting spell, and I couldn't make the recording, and therefore I am now pivoting and doing a solo episode. But honestly, you guys, I always say everything happens for a reason. And when I was writing out my thoughts this morning for what I wanted to record today, I realized I think a solo episode was really called for. I have so many life updates and things that I want to get off my chest. I feel like we haven't caught up in forever. This is technically my first solo episode ever on this podcast. Reeves has done one before. I feel like both Reeves and I normally drop some hints about like our personal lives and catch up with you guys periodically throughout this show. But I don't know. I thought today it would be fun to have an episode entirely dedicated to getting to know me better and giving you guys a life update and also giving you guys some advice on my experiences and everything I'm going through. I feel like I am in such a like big phase of change right now. I was thinking about this this morning, but a year ago, my life looked so different, like so incredibly different. Honestly, within the past year, I've handled so much change. It's insane. I mean, I'm literally the mother to a puppy now and a homeowner. It's just insane to think about. So in this episode, I'm going to give you guys an update on my house, everything we bought as far as furniture, what it's like living with a boy. I feel like I haven't even gotten a chance to recap what Max and I's relationship has been like since we moved into a house together. It's honestly been like the biggest adjustment in the best way. And there's been some challenges, don't get me wrong. So I want to talk about all that. I want to give you guys a little update on my new multi-poo puppy muffin. I cannot believe she's already 12 weeks old. We brought her home when she was nine weeks and the last three weeks have just flown by. She's honestly a dream and an angel and the cutest, cutest puppy in the whole wide world. She's sleeping on my lap as I'm recording this. I also want to get real about what it's like to be the mother of a puppy because honestly, I think this is really prepping me for being a mother of an infant one day. Like I did not expect it to be this much responsibility. Everyone always says like, buckle up. You have no idea how hard it is to have a puppy. Honestly, you can't even imagine it until you're in it because right now I'm in the trenches, but honestly, it's all worth it. She's so cute. And I know that she's going to end up being like the best adult dog and all of this time and money that we're investing into her puppy phase right now to train her properly is going to be worth it. And then, of course, I want to also talk about the elephant in the room, which if you follow me on TikTok, then you already know this, my pending engagement um, we'll dive into this deeper, but obviously I announced on TikTok that Max has given me a window of time when he is planning on proposing. Max and I have been dating for five years, so trust me, this is like no actual shocker. We knew we always wanted to be together. We moved into a house together. Like, let's be real. But the fact that an engagement is actually on the horizon is like crazy to me. I can't imagine it. Like, I feel like I've been waiting for this moment for so long to feel like it's actually like in my fingertips, like in my grasp is insane. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about like what I like in terms of engagement rings, why Max even gave me a window of time. Was I hoping to be surprised? Did I want to have everything planned? Was I disappointed when he told me he was planning on proposing? That whole thing. And then also like kind of what type of wedding I want. Like what are my bridal dreams? I thought that would be fun to get into. But before we jump into the bulk of the episode, I obviously want to give my ins and outs of the week. 
it feels so wrong doing this part of the show without Reeves. Like I'm kind of emo right now. So starting off on a positive note, my in this week is actually slicking back your hair and slicked back hairstyles. Overall, just more updos. The more I age and like come to terms with my hair. I've never been a huge fan of my hair. I don't like my hairline. I have a huge cowlick. I just don't like it. My hair's thin. I have a lot of hair, but it's all very fine. It has no natural volume. I could just go on about it forever. And I've learned the secret to like mastering your hair is to find celebrities who have the same like hair color texture length as you and then do whatever they're doing. So for me, that would be like Hailey Bieber. I feel like she is kind of like forgettable hair sorry that's really mean to say don't get me wrong she's a stunning beautiful supermodel but like her hair isn't the thing i think of when i think of her like i think of her flawless skin i think of her like amazing really fit body you know what i mean like i don't necessarily think of her having like the most luscious enviable hair but i think she does a really great job at styling what she has you know or her hairstylist at least does a really great job at styling what she has. And she wears a lot of slicked back hairstyles, a lot of like claw clips, slicked hairstyles, slicked back bun, half up, half down. Bella Hadid is another really good example for someone who I feel like has my similar hair type than length. It's just really like fine, straight, brunette, medium or short length hair. I feel like neither of them ever really have that long of hair. So I've kind of been taking inspiration from their hairstyles recently and I've really been vibing with it. I think I look really good with like my hair pulled up out of my face. I don't know if you guys follow Emma Leger. I know we've talked about her on this podcast before. I'll link her profile down below. She's an influencer and she's a girl who I think has really similar hair to me. And I always love how her hair is styled. She honestly just has the most chic aesthetic in general. If y'all aren't following her, you need to. She's like kind of a style icon if we're being serious. But anyways, so I've just kind of been like taking some inspo from their hairstyles recently and I've really been liking how it's turned out. So that is my tip to you. If you are in a hair rut, find a celebrity that has a similar hair type to you and then copy whatever they're doing. And then my out this week, this is a little bit of a more serious out. I feel like sometimes I bring the humor during ins and outs, but this one's a little bit more serious. It's something I've just been reflecting on. My out this week is trying to hang on to relationships that are no longer serving me. I think when it comes to me and my relationships, I am like a very loyal person and I feel like if I've been friends with someone or just known someone for a really, really long time, it means I like owe them my friendship or my companionship going forward because we've known each other for so long. And I don't think that's necessarily always the case. I think that like relationships go through different phases and there's times in your life where you're maybe going to be closer to that other person or not so close and you need to be like accepting of that. And that's something I've really been struggling with. Like, I think I hold a lot of space for people in my life that once really provided me like a lot of value and love and support and were just really important people in my life. And they are no longer filling that role. And I'm just like holding a little bit too much space for them. I also think I'm just holding like too high of expectations for relationships that I know are no longer like what they used to be and no longer serve me in the same way that they once did. So I'm just trying to work on being more like accepting and realistic about my relationships and also just not holding like too high of expectations for certain types of relationships. And 
This kind of reminds me of an episode that Reeves and I did last season. I'm not sure what number episode it was, but it was called like the something besties theory. I'll link it in the show notes down below if I can. If you need like a good friendship episode, I honestly think this is one of the best spritz o'clock episodes we've ever done. You should go listen to it. If you're just somebody who's like struggling in their friendships or their relationships or like wanting to make new friends or just like feel like your relationships and friendships are changing. I know that's something a lot of us go through in our 20s definitely go listen to that episode. I think I need to go listen to it because I feel like I need that in my life right now. Anyways, that's ins and outs of the week. And now let's jump into the episode. I want to start with Max and I's house. So if you've been following me for a while, especially on TikTok, then you probably know that Max and I bought a house together back in November. We have lived in the house for like three months now-ish. You would never guess that we had lived here that long because honestly, more than half of it is still not furnished. If you had told me six months ago, a year ago, how long it takes to furnish a house, I would never have believed it takes this long. Like we have a couch that we ordered over a month ago that gets delivered in late April. Late April. Furniture takes so long to be delivered and it's also all so expensive. I feel like there is not a good mid-tier furniture company out there for like 20 something people. I feel like that literally doesn't exist because to me, CB2 and Crate and Barrel and Restoration Hardware, all of those places that everyone loves, Pottery Barn, that are supposed to be like not even designer level furniture are so insanely expensive. I'm consistently blown away by furniture prices every single time I go online to buy something for this house. That being said, I don't think it all needs to happen at once. My mom keeps telling me like furnishing a home is something that happens over time. You don't do it overnight. Like you cannot create a home overnight. And I think that's super valid. But I also think it's super valid to like at least want a chair in every room of your house. Like I would like to be able to sit down in our living room. You know what I mean? Like we have a couch now, but like our bar has no bar stools. Our formal living has not a single seat. Like every time my friends come over, I feel like we're all just sitting on the floor and I'm low key embarrassed. At first it was funny, like to put the blankets out and sit on the floor and be like, oh my gosh, this is kind of a vibe, like new house, making memories, blah, 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 blah. Then it got old. It got old real quick. So I'm very excited to like continue furnishing our home, ordering things. I'm excited for it to start feeling more like a home. I'm the type of person that gets really homesick and I've always struggled each time that I move, like feeling at home in my new environment. And I was saying on TikTok the other day that this is truly the first house that has ever felt like my home since I moved out of my parents' house. Like when I went to college, when I lived in the dorms, the sorority house, like my college apartment, my post-grad apartment, all of those homes never felt like my true home. In my heart of hearts, when I thought of my house, when I pictured my home, I always pictured my parents' house. And I feel like this house that Max and I live in now is starting to feel like my true, true home, which is crazy because that's never happened before. Not to get emo, but it's kind of making me like mourn my childhood because for the first time in my life, I feel like my childhood is really, really coming to a close, especially with all of the major life changes that I have on the horizon. It's just been like insane. This is all also my first time living with a boy and I think that's part of the reason I feel that way too. It's really just crazy to me to think like I will probably never live with roommates again. I'll probably never live with my parents again and I'll probably never live alone. I was telling my friend at lunch yesterday, I'm very like envious of girls who get the opportunity to live alone because I feel like for me that would have been such like 
a coming of age era, like such a slay era for me. Like I feel like I would have really gotten to know myself better and it would have been super good for my personal development. But I also know that we're not each meant to like have every single experience in this lifetime. And I'm definitely super happy with where Max and I are right now and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But it is crazy for me to think like I will probably never live alone. You know, I'm gonna live with him for the rest of my life, hopefully, unless like he dies and then I become like an old widow and live alone. That would be really sad. Anyways, um, moving away from that sad topic, living with a boy is crazy. You guys, it's crazy. Honestly, I don't want to offend anyone, but here's my hot take. I think everyone should move in with their boyfriend before they get engaged to them. And look, at the end of the day, everyone can make their own decisions and you got to do what's best for you. So if that's not best for you, you know, whatever, that's fine. But I used to be the type of girl that said I would never move in with my boyfriend until I got engaged. And look, it would have been fine because obviously Max and I are still headed for the chapel eventually. Like, it's not like we're breaking up because something happened once we moved in together. But it was definitely like a whole new layer of our relationship. You get to know that other person on a whole new level. How they spend their free time. How cleanly are they? Like, how much screen time do they really have? Like, you just see so many things that you would have never seen. How do they treat the other person when they come home from work and they're not in the best mood and they don't want to talk at the dinner table? I don't care how well you know your boyfriend or how long you've been dating. When you guys like hang out during the week or on the weekend, you consent to spending that time with the other person when your roommates like at the end of the day that's kind of what you are you are around the other person even like when you don't necessarily want to be or when you want to be alone and it makes it even harder because you share a bedroom like i'm so thankful for like our multiple rooms in our home because if we were living in a studio apartment i think this would have been even harder so kudos to you if you live in a studio apartment with your significant other and share a toilet with them you are a stronger woman than i could ever be but seriously all in all i think it's been a really great adjustment i definitely love living with max it was the right choice for me for sure one of the things i do miss is living with roommates you just always kind of had like a built-in friend around if you needed one living with a boy is great because max is totally my best friend but also at the same time he's not a girl and there's just like certain girl things he's never gonna get you know like it's not like i'm asking him to self-tan my back you know what i mean it's not like we're watching rom-coms eating popcorn and needle pointing on the couch together like how i used to with my old roommates i don't know your 20s are just such a weird time because I know that that roommate era needed to come to an end for me personally. Like I was graduating from it. I could just feel it in my bones. I was ready to take that next step with Max and it needed to happen. But also at the same time, I'm always going to like feel so fondly about that era of life. And I do miss it. You know what I mean? There's certain things like that I will never experience again. Like I did when I lived with two other girls, four other girls. You know, in college, I lived in a house of six girls, which was so fun was definitely like a little bit crazy at times. I could have only done that in college, not when I was working full time. That would have really stressed me out. Looking back, one thing I wish I had known when I graduated college is that it's okay to live with your parents for like a very long amount of time. This is so random, but as y'all know, I lived with my parents before Max and I moved in together for like a hot sec, like four months maybe maximum. And I kind of wish I had taken advantage of living at home for a little bit longer it's just really nice to save money and have a home-cooked meal. And I don't know why I felt such a rush after college graduation to move out of my parents' house. I get it. Like, I think it was better for everyone's mental health at the end of the day. Like, we do wear on each other 
as a family, there were some road bumps. But overall, it's such a special time. And it's one of those things like you may never move back home again. So, you know, do it while you're young if you can. There's no shame in it. That's for sure. Anyways, but as many of you guys know, the latest addition to Max and I's little life that we have together is our puppy muffin who is a 12 week old multi poo she is the cutest literally most perfect dog in the whole wide world and i'm not even just saying that because i'm her mom she has the most angel baby personality she loves sleeping in her crate we're still really working on the whole potty training thing but overall she hasn't been like too destructive we haven't had any like major damages we did have a little health scare the week we brought her home let me tell you one thing about puppies they are expensive and what's especially expensive is going to the emergency veterinary clinic we literally took muffin to the vet the first night we brought her home because she had this weird cough and she was just hacking up a storm i couldn't sleep through the night i was literally crying driving her to the er at 1 30 a.m because i was just thinking to myself like if this dog dies on the first night we bring her home i will literally never forgive myself i will have trauma for the rest of my life quite literally so we brought her to the er they didn't really know what she had they were like oh kennel cough strep throat something like that and they gave her antibiotics we did a full week of antibiotics and she completely recovered thank god but yeah i was really nervous for her at first because she was just so little when that happened anyway she's super duper healthy now we've taken her on a walk not really we took her to the park for like five minutes she doesn't really like wearing a leash or collar yet and yeah i've just been in my mother era ever since i got her one thing that's been really hard is i can't be gone from my house for a very long time because she cannot hold her tt for very long yet i get nervous if i have to leave her in the crate for like any longer than three hours like honestly that's the maximum i will be gone from my house these days so it's gotten a little bit harder saying like yes to certain social obligations i would definitely say do not get a dog if you are somebody who's like single works full-time social butterfly like out of the house 24 7 can't be home to train it or potty train it or do any of that stuff i mean obviously to each their own but i'm someone who works from home full-time and i still feel like i struggle to give her enough attention which I could also just be crazy because I have like a weird attachment to her and I literally cry whenever I have to leave her in her crate just to go to the nail salon. Like I'm unwell, possibly. It could be me. I could be the problem. But yeah, that moves to my next point that I am a lot more emotionally attached to her than I thought I was ever gonna be. It's crazy. Like to me, this is having a child. Like this is my daughter, 100%. I also just can't believe Max and I seriously got a dog. Like sometimes I look at her and I'm just like, holy cow, you're going to be with me for the next like 15 years of life. You guys, when Muffin dies, I will be like 40 maybe. Isn't that crazy to think about? I'll probably have like quite a few wrinkles. I mean, let's hope not. But like I will I will be like 40. I will be probably a married woman with children who like are cooler than me because I'll be 40. Oh my God. It's just wild to think about like all the phases of life she's going to be with me through. I just can't believe we we have her. Like it just doesn't even feel real, if that makes sense. Like part of me feels like she's literally my biological child and I have known her soul my entire life on this earth, you know? Like I feel like we're cosmically connected. And then another part of me feels like I've just been dog sitting for 3 weeks. So I don't know make that make sense it's funny because i think about my life a year ago i was living in an apartment with two roommates paying 1200 dollars a month in rent no dog max and i weren't living together did not own a home was not even looking at homes actually a year ago in february was the first time that max and i ever had the conversation about moving in together and in the past year, so much has changed. I moved out of that apartment with my friends into my parents' house to live with them for the entire summer and most of the fall. 
bought a house, moved in with my boyfriend, fully decorating this home, recently like ripped up our whole yard. We're doing like all new landscaping, bought a dog like February 2023. Amanda would not recognize February 2024. Amanda, we are fully different people. Like the amount of experiences and knowledge I've gained in the past year is crazy. I can't say that every year of my life is like that, though, where there's such drastic change. Like I think about 2022 Amanda to 2023 Amanda, not as much change going on there. I mean, still a good amount of change, but not as much change. I've also recently had a little bit of change in my professional life. I'm super excited. I think I mentioned this maybe in a previous episode that I signed with a talent agency recently to help me with my TikTok and Instagram influencing, which honestly, you guys, has been a dream for mine for like a year now. I am just so thrilled to have management and have guidance and have help with all of my TikTok and Instagram stuff because up until this point, I've been a one-man show, which... Don't get me wrong. I love having control, but it does get to be a lot after a while. And just having like someone to help me with the strategy, even just like responding to emails and like doing outreach on my behalf, like the support is everything. And I just love my manager. I've had like the best experience with them thus far. If you guys ever want me to do a whole episode on like social media tips or like content creation tips or how I got started in content creation, send me a DM or something. Because I think that could be a fun episode, but I also think it's like an entire episode. I was maybe going to touch on that today, but now I'm kind of like, I feel like today is just going to be life updates because if I go down that rabbit hole, we'll never come out. We will never come out like literally social media and content creation and fashion. My favorite subjects to talk about of all time. I'll never shut up if we go down that rabbit hole. But signing with that agency was another change that happened in the past year that I feel like 2020 three Amanda, like February 2023 Amanda would be very, very proud of and very, very excited about if she knew that. So sometimes I have to remember to like pat myself on the back a little bit. I'm the type of person like as soon as I accomplish a goal, I already start looking towards the next thing. I don't really stop and pause and celebrate or like take it in and be like, wait, the old version of you would be really proud of yourself for accomplishing that thing. Like you should take a moment and just like be excited, be grateful, celebrate. I'm really bad about doing that. And that's something I'm trying to be better at. I'm trying to just be like more present and realize that like not everything needs to happen a hundred miles a minute. And one baby step forward is just as impactful and meaningful and amazing as 500 giant leaps forward. And me two years ago would think the me now is like so freaking cool. So yeah, I always just try to remind myself of that. Anyways, I need to stop beating around the bush. Like, why do I feel like I'm beating around the bush a little bit? Let's talk about the engagement stuff. So obviously, if you follow me on TikTok, you heard my video. You saw my video, not heard my video. That Max gave me a window starting from March 1st to May 31st, where he is going to be popping the question. Now, quite a lot of people on my TikTok were wondering if I knew he was going to tell me about said window. And you guys, honestly... Max and I had this conversation like probably over a year ago and I came to him and I said, look, I want to be kind of surprised when we get engaged, but I don't want to look like a piece of trash. Like I want to like my outfit. I want to like my nails. I want to feel mentally and physically prepared for you to pop the question. And when it happens, I feel like my most beautiful, amazing, stunning, gorgeous, confident self. And in order for me to feel that way and look that way, I'm going to need you to give me a window. And honestly, I'm kind of like 
can we just normalize like maybe having a window for our proposals? The whole idea that you're supposed to be completely surprised to me is kind of like crazy. It's kind of like ambush vibes, you know? I think it's really cute for some people. And don't get me wrong, if that's how you want your proposal to go down, be my guest. You know, you've got to do you at the end of the day. I think it is so sweet when the bride is like the cutest little girl in the world and then her fiance surprises her or her boyfriend, I guess. She has no idea it's coming and they're just like crying and it's so cute. If I was surprised, that's not how my engagement would go down. I have like the worst surprise face ever. I'm just like not the type of person that's like graceful in a surprise environment. So therefore we need to be prepared. And I've also just never been relaxed one day in my entire life. I have to plan everything. It's really one of my best qualities and worst flaws. You know, it's a double-edged sword. So I did ask for the window and I was not disappointed when he gave me the window. I was very excited and I didn't want to know like the exact day because I also feel like that would be awkward. Like you don't want it to be planned to a T- but you want to like have some idea that it's around the corner, you know, in terms of my actual ring, I haven't really decided if I want to like disclose if I know what it looks like or if I don't like I feel like there's a few things in this process right now that I just kind of like want to keep more for myself. I'm very much updating y'all and like my social media followers, podcast listeners, all of you guys at the same time that I'm like updating my family and friends, which I have to be careful with. I don't want to like say too much on this podcast or on the internet without like all of my family and friends being in the loop first about like Max and I's decision. So I just have to like tread lightly. So I think around like the actual proposal, my engagement ring, proposal outfits, all that stuff, I'm going to like press pause and wait to share. I will obviously dive into all of those super juicy details when the time is right. And all of the people that know me IRL are like, you know, on the same page as me and I have a chance to talk to them first. But as far as like my wedding, honestly, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. I love talking about weddings. And this is something I would have gladly talked about even while I was single. I'm the type of girl that has always like pictured a certain wedding for myself. I am definitely like one of two brides. I could go the route where I have like the big white wedding, the huge venue, the ball gown dress, the 300 tier wedding cake. You know what I mean? Like the band, the dance floor, all the stuff. Or I could go the chic elopement route where I like wear a short, chic, cute little swanky dress to a courtroom, marry the love of my life, and then jet off to Europe. And like five people are there maximum to witness the thing happening. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think I want the whole big white wedding thing. And then the more I think about it, the more I just feel stressed and anxious and less excited. I can't believe I'm already having all of these emotions and I haven't even been proposed to yet. Like, will I ever not be 500 steps ahead mentally? Probably not. The one thing I will say about my wedding for sure, and remember this is all subject to change. Please like don't hold me to it. You know what I always say, strong opinions loosely held. Everyone has the right to change their mind. So maybe this will, but at this specific moment in time, I do not want to get married in the state of Texas, which I know is like probably alarming to people because I feel like I come off as the girl that's going to have like the big Dallas wedding. Like I feel like that's the vibe I emit, but genuinely getting married in Dallas like sends me into like seizure mode. Like I, I will like automatically combust if I have to get married at like the Highland Park United Methodist Church, like every single person I've ever rubbed elbows with in Dallas does, you know, like it's, it's too much. It's just too much. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just not my vibe. And I think really what it is, is like, there's nowhere in Dallas that's like specifically calling my name 
as a wedding venue. Like I don't walk like there's nowhere I've been where I've been like, yes, this is it. This is what I have in mind. I don't know why. I just don't feel like even though this is very much like my home and I love it here, I just don't feel attached. I think the only venue I would have ever even done in Dallas was maybe like my childhood home, but my parents don't live in my childhood home anymore. So that kind of like went out the window whenever they moved, you know, I would have loved a little father of the bride moment, like getting married in my parents' backyard. That would have been so cute. That would have been like so up my alley. Oh, annoying. They didn't even really have a good backyard for it though, like at the old house. So it's fine. I guess I could always get married in their backyard now, but like they don't even have a good backyard for it now. So it's just kind of like, ugh, you know, if only I was related to the people who live in the father of the bride house. Anyways, so right now I just feel like I need to be out of the state for my nuptials. And that's really, you guys, the updates I have for you. I feel like this was a really good chat. Hopefully, if you don't already follow me on social media, you got to know me better. If you do follow me on social media, hopefully you feel like really caught up to speed. You're in the loop fully. Pretty much everything I said on here is like everything that my friends and family know about my current life situation. So I do like to tout myself on the fact that I am an open book. But yeah, next week, Reeves and I will be back on the show together. We will be back to normal episodes. We actually have a lot of guest episodes coming up, which is super duper exciting. We have really great guests lined up. I'm super excited to jump into that era of season two of Spritz O'Clock. If you guys are not already aware, Spritz O'Clock has an Instagram and a podcast now. So I'm going to link those social handles down below so that you guys can go follow. We post a lot of updates about the podcast on there, as well as like short little reels and TikToks detailing like some of the funniest moments or best tips from previous episodes. I don't know. It's just a little community. So you should go give us some love and support there. You can always DM that account for any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, or feedback relating to the show. That is the best place to reach us for podcast specific questions. So with that being said, I think it's about time for me to wrap up. I hope everyone has an amazing day. I will see you guys here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye.